Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to a special edition of The Foundation Show meets News and Dubs. This is the Foundation of Show. Sorry, Amy Walsh. And the rest. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Now let's get this party started. Ah, that's good. Well done, Dubs. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, you sound good, Craig, so that's good. One of these days, we'll, we'll jump oh, good. on the podcast and Craig's got yeah. his whole internet working and it's... It's going to be just like crisp and crystal. And Need beautiful. the Rhonda Brownlee Wonger signal. We do. The, the chicken wing. That was <laughs> amazing. How great was that? That was Rhonda's brilliant. amazing. Rhonda's amazing. I'm pretty sure that Rhonda is, is Dubs' burner account. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think I have all this time to run burner accounts. Do you know Rhonda personally? I no, I don't. I feel I like you guys would be Rhonda the best friends ever. Yeah. Help me, Rhonda. Help me, <laughs> Rhonda. Help me. Yeah. Rhonda yeah. is, though. She's great. She is. I think we're all a little bit intimidated by her. She's smart and can do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Freddie Prime. And guess what? That voice you hear is Amy Walsh Dubs. It's Wednesday. It's a foundation episode mashup with News and Dubs because she's a busy girl. She can't come in on, on Friday. But Dubs, welcome to the Wednesday edition. Does it feel different to you? No, it feels about the same. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that Pretty the right answer? Is. Yeah. Same idiots. Yeah, you need a a two foot bong and six shots of uh, Jameson's or something to get mm-hmm. where we normally are on Wednesdays, even in the that, morning. That's the foundation show. That's the bar that's set. <laughs> that's, that's the bar. I love yeah. it. It's literally a bar. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> JC is here too, back from Mexico with a man. You look like so bronzed. 
Yeah, I was out. I got at least an. Uh, I got about forty minutes of sun. It was great. <laughs> Over a week. <laughs> yeah, which burned me up like crazy. I sp- actually, to be honest, uh, I took a page out of Wonger's book last week and spent a lot of time in, uh, in the bathroom. Mm. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. Well done. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. The Mexican Thinner. food wasn't great then. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Food was I mean, great. You know, Montezuma's not so much. That's very true. That's that's very true. But they did oh. give me a nickname. It was Jefe Blanco because I just <laughs> just couldn't tan. But Jefe, does that mean you're like sturdy or like stocky? What's Jefe? Well, it's Jeff in Spanish. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh. I'm so stupid. It also means boss. It means boss too, right? Oh, sick. Jefe, so that's true. white boss. Very white boss, burnt boss. That Canelo was in the toilet most of the week. <laughs> so Did you lose any went. weight? Did you take lose some pounds? Oh, likely. <laughs> likely. I was definitely negative intake. That's for sure. Well, did get to good. watch. I did get to watch uh, Brazil and uh, Israel uh, on on, the, on a street bar in uh, uh, Playa del Carmen. They, Big result for Israel. Yeah, it was huge. Crazy. It was a ton. I didn't know this. There's a lot of uh, Israeli fans in Mexico. Who knew? Are the, Who knew? Are the Israelites <laughs> big travelers? I imagine they are. I, maybe. <laughs> there's was, a big was, Jewish community there. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very fun experience. I'll tell you that. Hmm, good. We we have some fun in this show today because it feels like it's Craig's therapy session, this one today, because mm-hmm. listening to and reading the dark web last night, he, he's really disillusioned with the state of professional sport these days. And, and here we are, you know, Dubs, you know, listen, this is it's your show today. We we know that, but we have to extend our arms and our hands to, to Craig here to make him feel good about professional sport. It's been a rough couple of days for golf fans fans of football, fans of uh, Saudi Arabian football, now one big ownership group, the top four teams. Craig, are you okay? You, you seemed very cynical last night. No, I'm not. No, I am. I am very cynical. I don't like what we're seeing here. What's up next? You know, they're into football. What are they going to call it? Live football, live golf. They basically sold golf, their souls. Yeah. How about Rory Rat McElroy? Standing for all the things that he thinks is right. The PGA even pulled the 9-11 card out. This Monaghan guy. And then behind the backs, he signs this deal with the Saudis. My (laughs) God. I tell you what. Power, influence, money. We got no shot. We got no shot. What if they just buy Major League Soccer? Why don't they just go buy Major League Soccer? It's definitely possible. Right, definitely possible. With Messi being being hotly rumored to be joining Miami this week, maybe that they're in conversations. Um, and of course, he's got a little deal with with Saudi Arabia, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm. Why would he? Why Could would he go to Miami? I mean, I don't understand. If he's just going to do it for the money, because let's face it, if you're going to go pick MLS or the Saudi league, uh, you know what? What are you doing? Like, who gives a shit if you're doing it for the money? You might as well go to Saudi Arabia and make what? Was Ronaldo making two hundred million a season? Like, yeah, I mean, Miami can't compete with that. Well, South Beach is brilliant this time of year. <laughs> yeah, so well, is Saudi Rehab Arabia four hundred million. <laughs> well, I mean, if they loan him back to Barcelona for a couple of years, though, he gets everything he wants, right? Oh, sure, he's going to play till he's fifty. 
Yeah. <laughs> Poor Craig. But I get but it. It is annoying, isn't Charles, it? I mean, yeah. We talked about this on the after the recording, but sports washing is winning, is what I said. Well, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're buying everything. Are, yes. are they actually polishing their reputation? I don't know. I mean, Craig's pretty pissed off with them right now. Well, that's Craig. Uh, you, you see the Newcastle fans are all happy as a, they hated their old ownership. <laughs> now they're, what, top five in the, the Prem? You don't hear much about bone saws and Khashoggi, yeah. do we? Right? Hey, like, listen, if they offered us a few million a year, I think we'd be all right with that. What are you yep. talking about? <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Uh, brought to you by the Saudi Arabian uh, Trouble <laughs> Fund. <laughs> These guys are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the beaches in Riyadh, man, in Saudi Arabia, the beaches are amazing. They're endless. I don't know. That, that could be what the, the big divide, the chasm that splits us eventually, right? When the Saudi Arabian Tourism Board come for us and Dubs refuses turns down $100 million. Would it be $100 million you'd refuse, Dubs? <laughs> It'd have to be a pretty big number, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but is that it? Is every, can anybody be bought, right? That's the Everybody can question. be bought. Oh, In professional course. sports, is that what we're saying? They've kind of created a system that uh, preys on hope and dreams and goals that the professional level is where you want to end up as an athlete you know jimmy last time when we were talking uh in the in the winter when we were talking about qatar he made the point you know these individual athletes you can't it's hard to take a stand when you're you're these this was your goal from the beginning to get yourself out of poverty for a lot of these athletes so yeah well, i mean rory rory mcelroy turned down reportedly what 400 million from live and then tiger turned down 800 million was it and then a year later they're all in the same family <laughs> I mean, yeah, my and god they get fucked over by the pga yeah behind their right. backs you want to how does that work either that? is it one one guy or how many people are involved in that and they have the this one guy in pga can just go off and do this deal that he was so against who the commissioner so he looked like an asshole didn't he jay monahan he looked so stupid yeah, check before. his bank account. Check his yeah, he bank account. He doesn't give a shit. He's, he goes, you know, I'm going to take some flack for this, some major flack. I might even lose my job, but he's got some enormous backhanders here, right? So he but it's care. not just the PGA, Sharms. It's the DP, too. So the European golf. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's Keith Pelly. Yeah. And his crew. Yeah. Who's Canadian, who yeah. ran TSN, ran all the big sports networks in Canada. Toronto Argonaut, mm. Argonauts as well. Argonauts, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do though if you're Rory McIlroy? So you've been vocal against this, like publicly, like yourself from an individual perspective, along with Tiger Woods, right? To keep them separate. But then the commissioner or the person in charge is like, well, we we want to side with with this group, and it's best for our organization. As a player, your mm. livelihood is dependent on that organization. What are you? Is he expected now to to not play? So what what do you do as a player? Like Craig or, or Jimmy? Were you guys? This is a stupid question because I already know the answer before I'm posing the question. But were you ever mm-hmm. on a team where maybe the main sponsor was somebody or something that you disagreed with, but you still had to play? No, no, I never had a sponsor that was a was worrying or anything like that. I mean, it was you know. Uh, Dr. Martin's, yeah, you know, they're pretty neutral, I would say. And 
some agricultural companies, whatever. Um, but a lot of gambling sites now. So a lot of players are basically walking billboards for gambling sites. Apparently they're not going to put it on shirts next year in the premier league and they're not allowing that, but there'd still be billboards all around the ground, live betting here and there, you know, so. Yeah. Which is a great opportunity for small podcasts in Canada. <laughs> Go Straight. gambling. But in fairness, Craig yeah. and Jimmy's moral compass was always heading south, pointing south, <laughs> right? So <laughs> probably the wrong guys to ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough though. I mean, it's not, it's not the athlete's fault, right? I mean, it, it really isn't like Rory McIlroy. He's talking today, by the way. He's, there's a press conference uh, later today. And, you know, what will he say? He, I think Rory will, will hammer them and will yeah. say, you know, they feel betrayed, but what can they? He's got to play golf. That is his job, right? He can do it under protest, I suppose. But I think he'll just, I suspect he will hammer the PGA. And yeah. he'll hammer you know, them from Toronto because the RBC Open, he's in Toronto today. Yeah. And a lot of them, mm. they all found out through. Uh, through social media. Yeah. Is that how they it found leaked. out? Yeah. It leaked. Mm-hmm. Oh my there was an embargo. Oh, there was an embargo on the news and some, I don't know who it was, some news agency said, screw that, we're going with it. And so these golfers who have staked their reputation on, on back in the PGA uh, are found out through. I mean, this is embarrassing. It really is. And like I said, the, the PGA commissioner, he came out and said, yeah, I know they'll call me a hypocrite. But yeah, they will. So he's prepared for it. He but I'm care. okay with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, my bank account. Com- he said he brought a competitor together. Yep. So it was good it, he's, build, he's building bridges. Yeah. He <laughs> said that the, the legal the legal fees would have crushed the PGHEA because all these lawsuits against Liv and vice versa, and the fact that they had to you know increase prize money by twenty million, whatever it was, these big tournaments to compete and to retain their players was going to eventually crush the PGA. Mm-hmm. That'll be the angle that he'll use. Say, so we had no choice. If I was Rory McIlroy, they wanted him to be the spokesman, and he was. He was the front of it. Uh, John Rom, another guy, was fronting the PGA, doing a lot of PR for them. I'd be like, if I'm Rory now, I'd be like, you know what? You want me to do press conferences? You want me to do anything other than golf? You can go fuck yourself. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to do nothing else. And don't put a camera in my face. Don't put a mic in my face because i got nothing to say. Done. Done. Yep. Yep. Don't, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not your promotional vehicle. No. Well, the other yep. thing is there was – it created some real acrimony and animus. Like Rory and all those that live guys – and all the spokespeople for the PGA, they were openly aggressive to each other. You know, they don't talk. There's That's no way to play a thinking man sport like golf. Having, you know, play, I mean, they had Kepka and uh, McRoy right beside each other. But they also have, you know, they always put Mickelson with whoever. These guys were just going to get a paycheck, and they had the Saudis behind them. And that was going to be the end. And as an athlete, you also want to make sure that your millions keep coming in because it shows you're the best. But the Live Tour was not getting any broadcasting. They were on air. No one was watching. So it's not about popularity. It's not about the tournaments. It was solely about money. Yeah, cold hard cash for sure. Did you see the uh, the families of the 9-11 victims, that group, have uh, released a statement um, hammering the PJ and how, how they feel betrayed? They carry a lot of weight. So you, you wonder, it's still a bit of sport washing, 
there, there's sh- some shit in the washing machine right now because I don't think the Saudis come out looking good here at all. Short term, now long term, like you said, long, it's a long, long play. But short term, they don't look good because yeah, this is raising all these all these conversations. They don't care been- either. They'll weather the storm. Mm-hmm. People yeah. forget about it in a year, two years, three years down the line. Mm-hmm. They'll have the crowds out, be entertaining. People will be following. They just got to weather. I mean, the set. The Saudi Football League, the, the the four clubs that are bringing in, you know, and go. What, Conte just signed a hundred million dollar deal. <laughs> oh my god! Right, Benzema is going to sign. Oh, 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 come on, man! You drive a I mini know. for Christ's sakes. Not now, cool. he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, those four big the clubs are owned by the Saudi fund. Yep. You know, it's, it's absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. And sustainability, the problem is long-term for something like this, sustainability isn't even in the conversation because it doesn't matter to them. They have an ATM machine that just keeps spitting money out and is endless. And until we get off this fossil fuel strategic commodity that everybody's after, they're going to keep bulldozing everybody all around the world until, you know, they own just about everything, including all yeah. the sports leagues. And the more, the more players that trickle over there with the Benzema's and then all these other players that are rumored to be going over or that the Saudis are targeting, the more that that's normalized and then the less that becomes a talking point. And then just quietly is this insidious, just not, not really a takeover, but it's just something that's commonplace. And that's where it becomes dangerous. Well, it's no longer news, Dubs, to exactly yeah. what you say. Yeah, as, yeah. as as soon as it becomes normalized, it doesn't hit the meter for news because people have accepted it. And that's mm-hmm. what news is, something out of the norm. So normalization is the way to make sure that you have a system and they're creating the system that it can flourish. And they're doing it. Yeah. Right? They, they're winning mm-hmm. right now. Let, let's be honest as well. Right. I mean, we, we know because we're kind of on top of it. And we know exactly what, what's going on, but probably 90% of the population don't have a clue about what's going on or the issues with Saudi Arabia. So all these deals that are getting done, they, they're not even batting an eye because they don't realize. Hey, you're right. And most of sports media here, I was listening to some radio stuff about it. Uh, they're very you know, like ignorant as far as knowing what this wealth fund is and how far, how far and deep and wide it's already gone. They don't even know about Newcastle United. They didn't even bring that up. They're like, oh, I think no. they're signing some soccer players. It's like, fuck me. Pull your, pull your finger out of your asses. <laughs> well, listen, China tried it, right? China a few years yeah. ago, they were getting a lot of big name players and that was a Apparently, according to Arsene Wenger at the time, a real threat for the Premier League. And it went away because the soccer sucked. It was shit because you get three or four big names in the team and the rest were awful footballers. Yeah, but that was also the the Chinese Football Association as well, where they they put a cap on foreigners that were coming in to teams. Mm. Because they they were looking at it going, this is going to get ridiculous here. And I think they were only allowed three. And then that was it. And the rest had to be Chinese players because they had to develop their own. So that's why that that kind of slowed down. The other thing is, too, it's a paradigm that can be copied, right? That's what's scary. It's Mm -hmm. a paradigm that can keep every country that has this load of money can do this thing where they just buy and buy and buy and it quiets everything, normalizes, and Qatar is doing it, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Who owns PSG, right? And that's Qatari. Well, they're they're actually the... I forget the guy's name now. He's put his final bid in for Manchester United. They're right. Find out next week or so mm-hmm. whether the Qataris own Manchester United. 
And PSG yeah, was bought things, yeah. six months after France and Blatini voted for Qatar for the World Cup. Six months after Qatar bought PSG, basically propping up the French league. When do when do the Saudis buy an NFL team? When do, when do one of those owners you know go? Oh my God, this guy's going to pay me five billion dollars for the Dallas Cowboys. Is that next? Oh yeah, sure, right? Not on Jerry the- Jones's watch. <laughs> I don't think it'd be a Texas team. <laughs> oh, I don't just know. Wait, just wait. Is sporting integrity an oxymoron? It, it, does it even still exist? At professional sports, yeah. Yeah. Dubs, can we all take a second to look up oxymoron, please? But before we move on, Sharms, you said before an expression, I don't know if I've ever heard it about shit in the washing machine. Yeah, I, I just came to my, uh, it didn't make much sense, but you know, sport washing and it's not quite as clean as sure. we thought, you know, the, the colors yeah. are mixed and uh, the whites aren't quite as white as they once were, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I love it. It's kind of like JP when I told him that all of our kids are going to be using reusable diapers and he's like, what's that now? Where's that shit going? <laughs> Straight in the washing machine. <laughs> oh, I mean, when babies are breastfed, come on. It's, it, it just washes right off. If you ever visit Dubs, don't ask to borrow a T-shirt if you get too hot. Yeah. Or, or a towel. <laughs> don't put any milk in your tea. No. Oh, um, bitty. <laughs> I want my pity. I want pity. Um, we can look forward to though that that press conference with FIFA in what I don't know 2026 when they announced that that Saudi Arabia have got the 2030 World Cup because the Saudis know what they're doing and FIFA they have a bit of a reputation for following the money trail. So, bit, a bit of one. A little bit. Um, but one you mentioned about, you know, athletes and professional athletes and what is their motivation. But there's this great article in the Players' Tribune uh, about two weeks ago now. I've been hoping to get to this at some point. Uh, Fabinho of mm. Brazil and Liverpool w- w- was running about his experiences at Liverpool. And I'll read a little section here. It's really interesting uh, about his perception of what a professional footballer is, right? He says, um, listen, I knew I was good, but I was a realist. I remember one day, I must have been 18, the club brought in a psychologist who asked us, what is your main goal as a footballer? I thought about it and said that I wanted to have financial security for my family. He told me, okay, in order to do that, there are two paths. Do you think you can achieve that by becoming a top level player or by going wherever you can, find work, to support your family? I chose a second option and I meant it. That's the reality for so many footballers, especially in Brazil. Football is a job. The dream isn't the Champions League. It's to make a living. It's interesting, eh? Really candid. Yeah, it all depends on where you come from. I mean, if you talk about in Canada, we've obviously talked about it too, is, you know, when you got food on the plate, you can go for trophies. Oh, trophies are important in your career, right? But when you come from poverty, trophies aren't important at all. They're not only supporting their families, they're supporting communities, these players. And there's a lot of pressure on them. And if they just do it for trophies, they're seen as selfish and rightly so in so many ways when you're talking about desperate poverty that a lot of these players are coming from. Yeah, but you win trophies, you get more money. Well, that's just a sidebar thing. But yeah, I mean, yeah. And there's more money in those big sort of. Like, for example, that's why team players go to Champions League teams. 
because there's more money there, though, right? So it comes down to money in the end. Well, Champions League top teams, not the not the ones that slip in like uh, Club Brugge or something like that from Belgium. Yeah, right. Those guys right. aren't gonna. They're not making what Brighton and Hove Albion players are making, not winning trophies. Yeah, the Premier League's killing it as far as wages go. If you want to go there, you're going to be an absolute gazillionaire. If you get signed up by a Premier League team. Trophies or no trophies. But Doug, the in the women's actually team. moving to Liverpool, eh, by the way. Yeah. For 35 million. That's it. That's, oh, the that's a bargain. What a deal. Wow. What a steal. <laughs> 35. Crazy. There's got to be some add ons in there, though. Oh, well, yeah, maybe there's a resale claw. Who knows what the deal is there? But still, they're getting for 35 million. They've got lots of money left, which is, which is good. Um, anyway, we get sidetracked here. Um, Dubs, I mean, in, in the women's game, when you played in particular, though, I mean, what was the main motivation? It, it wasn't money, right? Hopefully in the future it will be for, for women players. But was it trophies? Was it just what was the main motivation to follow your path? No, for me, it was all about money. Oh, <laughs> I absolutely, absolutely was not. I would not have played more than a game anywhere. There was no money, zero money. But uh, yeah, so it that, that sort of spirit, um, I think when you take away that the upper echelon of the game, no matter if you're talking about the Prem or you're talking about La Liga or you're talking about Saudi Arabia, just the, be- the best leagues in the world and who are going to be those top, top players, you just move down a little bit and you look at the players who are just trying to make a living. Um, they have to look at what's sustainable, what's best for them, what's best for their families uh, down the road. I think that is the reality for, for most of those players, even though they're, you know, they're on, on a different scale than, than, than everybody. And no matter what sport you're playing or no matter what your, your vocation. But for, for the women's game, I think you're seeing now some money, but it's even more restricted in terms of the, the haves and the have-nots and who has access to, to those, those big tickets. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, and this is maybe going off the path a little bit, but that article a few weeks ago talking about the transfer fees that clubs play. No, not the transfer fees, the agent fees oh. that, that clubs pay hmm. um, and how that is quadruple the amount that they're hmm. investing in the women's game. So, I mean, there's something here that you have to, start to reckon with, I think. And then Reading now gets relegated out of the, the WSL. And then they've said that they're going to go to part-time um, mm. in, in the championship. And, and how can you put something in there so that you're creating sustainability for the women's game and so it can grow so that you can have more players who are benefiting from the money that, that is there. But it's, the, it's so narrow a scope as to who it's available to. Uh, compared to the men's game and back when I was playing there was just zero zero money so it was purely for the passion purely for for the love of the game which is a nice way to watch sports you know when you're watching something that's you know there's just something when it still appeals I think to Olympic games somewhat you know you know it's professional in many ways but there's something appealing to amateur sports people that are doing for the love of uh, love of the sport itself and not for the money, which is very, very rare these days. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. If we could reset sport, professional sport, just reset, take all the money out of it and start again, eventually we'd end up where we're at now. That's just human nature, right? People are greedy, sadly. But I mean, what is the, the perfect level? I mean, I, I don't mind, honestly, I don't mind a professional athlete making enough, so much money that they don't need to work when they retire, right? They, they sacrifice a lot. They commit a lot when they're playing sport, right? Physically, in, in particular. 
right? But get to a point where you're paying someone $250 million a year, pounds a year, euros a year. It's, it's sick. Mm. It's, 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 it's wrong, but it's just human nature. Greed is a big part of us, unfortunately. Why is it wrong? Because, well, I mean, from an ethical standpoint, it, can that money be spent better elsewhere, for example? Mm. I don't so, blame these players. I'm, I'm not no, saying that I'd take the money. No, you hear you hear about that all the time. It's the same, I guess, with with an actor. An actor's making a hundred million for a movie. Yep. It's no different. Right? They're entertainers. And those companies are profitable off of those players. Yeah, profitable. but they are. Okay, so, so in, in the, the case of that's the you're entertaining. You're bringing up profitability. The Saudis don't care about profitability. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference. Yeah, but that guy's they're, making hundred million to make two hundred million. The Saudis yeah, but, are bringing in four hundred million to make fuck all, just to basically sport wash to give themselves a better uh, impression. Or yeah, but keep in mind that's one percent the Saudis of global football. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Right. I, I don't mind a guy making you know fifty million dollars a year if if he's on that team and make and making that team money and, and they can justify it through financial fair play, which they have to nowadays. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. It's just these other levels. It's kind of just astronomical. And the movie com- mo- yeah. movie comparisons fitting. It is. No one You're complains about it. Yeah. You're entertaining. What was your motivation, Jimmy? When you played, you know, you moved from, you know, <clears throat> Bristol, Forest, Southampton, TFC, Norwich. Like, you My motivation sure. was my old man took me on the job site and said, either you're going to work with me or you get out of here. And I went, see ya. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Not doing that. Not but but, but you, when you were joining, uh, moving from different clubs, you would have had options, right? Yeah. Was your motivation what the, the project, the club? Well, it's, what, yeah, was it's it everything. You know, who who's the manager? What players are there? What's their goals, ambitions? You know, the the money comes with it, right? With the club that you're going to, and if they want to buy you, you know, you're going to get weighed in. And then for me, it was just finding uh, the club that that suited what I wanted and their ambitions. That's why when I left Forest, I went to Norwich because I spoke with the manager. Uh, I knew a few of the players. Uh, they were pushing hard to to get promoted again because they I think it was a few years back they came down and then they wanted to go back up again. And that's when they brought in all the all these players. You know, when it was Huckerbee and they brought in Peter Crouch and the list goes on of the the players that they brought in to get promoted. And they got promoted, so that was one of the reasons why I went there. Now, when you came to TFC, you, you could have stayed in England and probably made more money. Yeah, I could have came in to. Uh, I could have stayed in England, one hundred percent. I had a few clubs that were interested, but I was getting to the point too where I mean, I left home at seventeen. I was twenty nine now, coming to thirty, and I was like, "This is an opportunity for me to come home, play in front of my friends and family." And kind of set up what I want to do for after football. Oh, yeah. so that was, that was that, podcast. That fucking went. That went fucking pear shaped. <laughs> but then, but it was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed coming back home and you know, being around my family, you know, my brothers and parents and cousins. So it was nice, and they got to see mm-hmm. see me play yeah. for them to to come over as much as they they would like to when I was in in England. Hmm. It's, it's interesting you say that, Jimmy, about, you know, you're seeing your dad on a work site. Um, I was a little bit the same as far as, well, not so much my dad. He was a fireman who come from a working class family, but definitely I wasn't a big fan of school. Uh, 
attention deficit disorder at a big time. <laughs> and I, and I, I wanted to uh, pick up girls. <laughs> if I'm a footballer, imagine all the chicks I can get. True, <laughs> I tell you what, I was 16. I signed for Ipswich Town. It was unbelievable. I couldn't pull a muscle in high school. <laughs> I was on the park benches and everything. It was amazing. Remember that that yeah. Peter Crouch uh, great comment quote they asked him if you weren't a professional footballer what would you be and he said probably a virgin (laughs) (laughs) well done good answer that's great is that why you went to follow that path dubs you know for all the dudes you know professional footballer yeah (laughs) oh we can't even get into that with the double standard (laughs) gonna be like i got into the women's football they become a slut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though isn't See it that right? Walsh? Crazy. she's a hard working exactly. engine in that midfield and she's yep. really easy yeah. <laughs> but in reality in reality she had her phone her phone number in the back of her jersey <laughs> that's right just wait until everybody clears out of the locker room at the end meet her in the bathroom Wink. Uh, hearing some stories Amy, you you want. The- I'll have uh, 416-675 <laughs> you're the cock blocker <laughs> yeah. I heard some stories about the Olympic Games and all those hot fit guys and girls walking around, everybody's, you know, doing all sorts of things, condom machines working overtime. And then okay. there's Amy, the cock blocker. Yep. Yeah, yes, but there's also Amy always down for a party and a good time, but you can you can do so sensibly. <laughs> so, sorry, teammate, you, you don't want to be have anything to do with that that professional Brazilian footballer making millions of dollars. No, nope. right. stay away from him. He's bad news. Yeah, see how we've kind of come full circle now, right? <laughs> no, but going back going back to me, mm. like if you there was absolutely zero money in it, but I still got to play football as my job. Like I, I got to do that for a living. And that there's there that I mean that was priceless. So of of course I would have loved to have made a couple of bucks, right? But th- yeah. that wasn't the climate. That wasn't the landscape of the women's game. It actually currently isn't the landscape of the women's game. There are just, you know, mm. few and far between who are making really big salaries. But that, to me, is an accomplishment in, in itself. Playing that I got World to Cup do that. Olympics? I mean, how cool is that? You know, you, 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 you could have gone out of school and got, you know, into the mainstream, a mainstream career, maybe more, made more money. But, man, you got the Olympics, you got well, what an experience, what a life experience. You can't put a price on that. That's a cliche, but it's so true. As someone that was never got close to that, how cool is that? Yep. Actually, my high school blurb, um, you know, you talk about all kinds of stupid shit, and then it's like your probable destination. I don't know if you guys had that in your high school blurb, but I wrote Women's World Cup. Mm. Mm, and I cool. and I got to do it. And that that's fucking cool. Well, the other it thing is. is at the Olympics, you got to um, not just meet Yao Ming. That's when you you ascended the sletdom and you had sex with Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, there might be, remember she took a couple a year and a half off? There's probably a half Asian giant man walking around. <laughs> oh, woman. Could be a woman. Teenager. Thank God. Did JP know that you hooked up with Yao Ming? <laughs> 
No, he's fine with it. Okay, good. Yeah, we got married in 2007 and I let him know. Like, actually, you know, he was on like my list. Of, like if I ever ran into Yao Ming that I could sleep with him, that was okay. He's, he's on I your got card. A pass. He's yeah. on your card. Yeah, yeah. Pass. It's amazing. Good luck. Well, that picture, three. that picture where I'm back to back with him. You, you just turn around and I mean, it's accessible, oh, right? Life's it's, pretty good for Amy Walsh and Yao Ming. Yeah. Better for Yao. Well, just anyone rest, right on you. New to Yao Ming. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta get that video out there, Jimmy. Um, just for the record, for those new to the podcast, Amy Walsh did not actually sleep with Yao Ming. I did. Oh, really? No, oh, no but it's, a, it's a bit. Oh, she's I thought a racist. She did. You know how, the, how, how she's racist. That's why she could have done. Right. No, I'll, I'll just say though it wasn't a scale. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was small, it would be big. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I'm kidding. Weird 69, wouldn't it? All about, all about the <laughs> You need stilts. You need different thoughts. <laughs> I'm trying to picture that in my head right now. Yeah. Like... <laughs> no, you're right. It wouldn't work, would it? No. No, no. no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a meal for two. <laughs> we'd uh we need a chinese a chinese game of risk <laughs> yeah you need a sm chinese smorgasbord as well uh, uh, oh by the way just came down uh on twitter guillaume balaga who's connected knows leo messi as well as anyone in the media um he has decided his destination into miami yeah Really? Attaboy, Leo. <laughs> yeah, in your face, Saudis. You know what? I, I'm really happy for Leo Messi <laughs> because I wouldn't have blamed him for following that money like same Ronaldo. But I mean, and listen, he's getting paid pretty handsomely to go to Inter Miami, even if he gets loaned back to Barcelona or whatever. If that is the case, he's obviously, you know, it's transformative wealth again for him because it's not the first time. But good for him to, to shun the stupid money for just the silly money. Yeah. That's right. It, it's going to be crazy money as well, though, when you think about it, because I know there's a there's a deal with Adidas there for him as well. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I think Apple TV as well are putting some dough into this. So what does it mean for a, MLS, Jimmy? What's that? What does it mean for MLS? I think it's brilliant. I mean, Even like an old guy I, what, coming what, to raise in the MLS. What's, yeah, but what stadium won't be sold out when Messi's coming? Watch BMO Field, watch Vancouver, Montreal. They'll be all sold out. He's we'll all want, all of us will want to go see him play. Mm -hmm. Amy, Amy will come. No, in I wanted to see him play a couple everybody. years ago. What will I do, Omar? <laughs> come in drunk and scream at everybody in the media. <laughs> oh, come hey, on. Leo, I'm here. Where's that fucking messy? Hey, come here, Leo. wee man. I didn't have any breakfast today. Leo, I started off on four pints. Why do I have an accent now? <laughs> I don't know. Because you're from, from Quebec. Oh, I see. That's, I mean, listen, this is, uh, that's enormous. That's great news for MLS and for us in North America. It's going to be fun. I know Craig hates it because he's so fucking cynical today. But uh, he's still a pretty good player, Craig, even though he's not perhaps really what he was seven years ago. He's pretty great. Oh, yeah, but hey, what about that when I just went... It'd be great. We'll all go down and see him. He's like, I already saw him play. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> Honestly. You wouldn't go 
again for us? You're not invited then. I'm not going down to specifically see Messi, no. I'm not seeing Messi when he's 30-something years old. I could give a shit. Well, it's not oh, like you can go wow. back and turn 19 like again. New level of cynicism. Yeah, he's going to win the Bologna. I'm there in a heartbeat. Yeah, he won the World Cup by himself. Yes. Still good. We'll see. Has he followed the money? <laughs> yeah, but who doesn't there. follow the money? I saw. I, actually, I did see him. Not to not to brag. I saw him at the Camp Nou in like 2000. And, I don't know when it was. 12 around there sometime, and uh, he was okay. But Xavi, holy shit, Xavi! Mm. Like he just ran the show that day. He scored two goals. I think it's against Sociedad. And uh, yeah, it's just spellbinding what Xavi did that day. So yeah, Messi's all right, but give me a Xavi any day. <laughs> What's the matter with you guys? It'll be great. <laughs> it will be great. It will be great. We'll get the uh, MLS more exposure, and maybe now we'll all be happy about these the, all the games being played at the same time on a Saturday night. No, that was still no. Still. <laughs> no. Um, okay, let's make Craig happier, shall we? Um, uh, we won't go into too much depth because by the time a lot of people hear this podcast, we'll know whether West Ham has beaten Fiorentina in the Conference League final. But I'm listening to a lot of podcasts and radio shows from UK, Craig, um, talking to West Ham fans, West Ham people. And this is a big freaking deal for them. It's huge. They could be bringing 20,000, 25,000 to watch the game. Um, and as much as we've made fun of the Conference League, these are the moments where you realize, actually, it's a pretty good tournament. Not every team can qualify for the Champions League and have that moment. It's still the third biggest mm-hmm. tournament in Europe. It's pretty major. I mean, as a former West Ham dude and, and you know, connecting with your West Ham people, what are your feelings ahead of this match against Fiorentina? Well, they've really they've really taken it and grasped the this opportunity. And and I gotta say, there it's West Ham is a club that is well supported. They don't ever win anything. You know, but they still support it like nothing else. The East End of London is a pretty special place and I'm glad I had the opportunity to play there and uh, I can relate to those people I mean the history of the East End of London is we're very working class and they support the club like no other uh, I've just seen you know for a club that doesn't win trophies there'll be 20 25,000 there for sure in Prague they're already been partying there for three or four days already Uh, the stadium I believe only holds 20,000 so obviously there's going to be thousands of people that aren't getting in they're just there for the the beer um, and the celebrations and the party of, of, the, of it all, but it's, it, they really have enjoyed this run and, and hopefully they can pick it up uh, the trophy because it's a huge thing for West Ham, David Moyes' first European final. So it's exciting times for, for the hammers. Good example too of a, a club showing some patience with the manager dubs because they could have fired David Moyes several times this season. Other managers were fired for better seasons. But they, they retained them, showed a little mm-hmm. bit of patience, and uh, they've got themselves, well, survival in the Prem, and they've got themselves a, a big cup final. Yeah, it's a rarity, I think, um, these days, where, where a manager is granted that, that type of, of patience or that, that time. Um, but it goes to show, too, how you know they, they stave off that relegation, they're above that line, sort of middling success in league play, but... You, you have a chance at a trophy and what that means for not only Moyes and those players, but the fan base. And does that grant him sort of reprieve maybe later on? Like it, it buys him more time than he would have normally had if they're able to go get that trophy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, do you, do you think there's a scenario where Moyes wins this thing and then gets fired? Yeah. Really? No, he's not getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> they could have fired him when they're losing games. Why are they going to fire him when they're winning games? <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's English football. We've seen it many times where managers win things and then they get fired. So it wouldn't surprise me. But I yeah. would like to see Moyes win it simply because of the fact where he's been on a, an absolute roller coaster as well over the last number of years, right? Being at Man U, and then he went over, didn't he go to Spain? Mm-hmm. Then came back, and then West Ham fighting relegation. So for him as a manager, I would like to see him win something because he's he's really paid his dues. Wonger is someone that's, that's been the biggest supporter of the Conference League from day one. <laughs> it must excite you to see a, a team that you followed for some time and watched at the Dog and Bear in Toronto on numerous occasions. Uh, for you, it's a big day. Well, you know, one thing is I'm a big fan of you guys. So I cheer on whoever you guys cheer on. So I'm always excited for West Ham, Liverpool, Nottingham, and Tottenham, to be honest, for JC. And I just like seeing Craig happy. We're going to go down and watch the, the match down at the Dog and Bear. Um, I think we're going to have go have breakfast, a big brunch, go watch the match, and then watch the basketball game tonight and the Canadian Championship. So we've Double got hitter. big day. Don't have the salad, Wonger. Yeah. yeah. Be, I think Craig will wake up again. I'm gonna. I've got to be very gentle. I'm gonna. Play I hope the dog and bear's toilets are clean. Won't be for long. You go show that toilet who's boss. Well, I, <laughs> who do you work for? 45, 50 years. Been crushing toilets for fifty years. So, um, so is, is, your, is your carb-free nonsense diet? Is that going to start tomorrow? No, no, no. I, uh, I'm, I've already lost six pounds. My stomach feels great. At first, I went through uh, keto flu, or like went through it last night, and woke up and I feel great today. I feel energized. My brain's working properly. Um, so you're going to uh, the Dog and Bear to watch West Ham and a big double header, triple yep. header, triple header, uh, and, and you're mm-hmm. not drinking anything. Oh no, no, I'm going to drink some. I'll drink low carb. I'll drink some. Uh, you know, tequila. You can drink tequila. Gin. Yeah, tequila, gin and gin and sodas, and uh, yeah, I'll have my way, and then be a big spoon to Craig tonight. We're going to switch it up. Oh. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> always assumes you know he's six six. I, I mean, even Dub said, "Oh, he must be a great big spoon." He's not. He's very average. Mm. But I have to tell you, I'm a great big spoon because I'm, well, I'm a little, well, I'm soft well, and dirty. That, tor- that torso should just envelop you, though. <laughs> well, you would think. Like a pencil. But he has ADHD. He gets like one of those fondue sticks. <laughs> God. Craig can tell us if one has lost some weight, then can he? If he feels yeah. different. Oh, you'll <laughs> feel him in two seconds. <laughs> look at Wonger, oh, though. I was pounds here, Wonger. It's not a visual medium, but Wonger, you look great. Your hair looks oh. good. You crisp white T-shirt that didn't get washed. You like a you like a white sh- T-shirt. The shitty washing machine. I think <laughs> yeah. I do. Charm shitty washing machine, and it, it mm-hmm. brings out my my summer tan, which I'm going for now too. Your summer tan. You always yeah. got summer tan. Yeah. Well, I get a little more. My uh, we were talking about it with my nephew and a couple of his our family members, and we were saying, you know, when people came over to Canada from China, it's because they were poor. Um, we were field people, we were fishermen. And so my dad was a really dark, 
uh, Asian man, Chinese man from, you know, lived in Montreal, but very, very dark. So we tan well. And then my nephew has um, an eighth Métis in him or 16th Métis. So that side on the, his mom's side also is dark. So he has color like I do. And so it's always neat to see what, who, you know, where my kids, my kids have blonde hair and uh, one has green eyes, and, but they tan like little motherfuckers. If I can call my, my two daughters little motherfuckers. I don't know what that's like. It must be glorious. Oh, no, God. Are we doing this just to make fun of JC some more, or is, is that the kind of the way we're going <laughs> this route? <laughs> a week in, a week in Mexico, he comes back wider. <laughs> Been on a submarine. It was like when Craig was wearing that really white robe out in uh, Beverly Hills. We couldn't tell where it started or ended. Oh, God. <laughs> he was naked. Yeah, we were like, look at that. He's wearing... What's going on with his junk? It's all white. <laughs> he just tucked it back. <laughs> Buffalo Bill style. He was trying something. He was trying something. Put hey, don't, don't think Messi to, don't think Messi to MLS has nothing to do with the World Cup as well and promoting this game in North America as well. The next yes, uh, three years. You're right, Charms. You're right. CONCACAF must love this, right? Love it. Maybe it's not happening, but listen, the, the, the source is generally always right and has uh, big connections with Messi. So by the time you, you hear this podcast, it could be front page everywhere that Messi is coming to Inter Miami. But there was that, that rumor that it could be loaning him back to Barcelona as well for a year or two, right? So we'll, we'll discuss that. A year or two? <laughs> That wouldn't make sense. So, wouldn't he's going to come back. He's going to come back in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> the goalkeeper just hates high-scoring forwards. That's the problem here. Yeah, I <laughs> well, think no, so. I, I like high-scoring former forwards. He's not. He's former. Not high. Like he's past his best. It's like if they signed Messi in his prime, that would be a different thing. Different but he's still really thing. good, though. He won the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, I disagree. He looked amazing. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. He goes back to Barcelona for a year. He comes back. I'm telling you, you're not getting much from him. He's a All human right, well, let's, being let's, that's let's, in his late thirties. How many and, goals uh, does he score first year into Miami Forest? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, it depends. Is he going to come this year or next year? If next year he'll score 10, 12. I made that mistake before. <laughs> 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 what do you yeah, say, Jimmy? True. What do you think? What's what's, what's his uh, first, probably uh, twenty thirty? <laughs> I'm thinking the same. I think he's going to boss it. Oh, wow, could be wrong. Dubs, what are you thinking? I'd just go over whatever Forrest says. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, what is what is the record for a single season in MLS? Single season goals in MLS. Let's have a look here. Oh, you probably have to go back to the, maybe the nineties. Mm-hmm. Was it Colin Samuel, uh, Jimmy? Samuel? No. <laughs> <laughs> MLS uh, most goals in the season. Okay, here we go. Uh, Carlos Vela scored thirty-four goals in Holy the two thousand nineteen season. Yeah. There you have it. Well, maybe Messi. Well, maybe MLS isn't as good as I thought. Because Vela didn't do that in Europe before he like, came over to MLS. Not 34 goals, no. Exactly. No. 
Well, we'll see. Regardless, it's exciting for most of us on this podcast, other than Craig, who's angry about it. <laughs> Actually angry about Leo Messi coming to MLS. Well, I'm not. I just thought that, I mean, MLS keeps talking. We're not the league where people come to retire. Well, yeah, you are. Yeah, you <laughs> totally are. Eric Bale well, came over to retire. Yeah, there, there's, yes, they have retired. a history of it. Valderrama came to retire. I think you see less and less of it, though, right? You yeah. see a lot of DP spots going to younger guys now, but when a Messi's available, I mean, you got What do you want him. them? You have to. You have to. Messi, you have to. Mm-hmm. And especially to Inter Miami. That, that's just building their brand more, right? And it will help the quality on the field. 100% it will. Even though you're saying if he goes to Barca for a couple of years, he'll come over, he'll be in a wheelchair. He'll still be, you know, well, he well he beyond. Two, in two years' time, he won't be scoring 10 goals in the MLS. I think. I don't will. know why everybody thinks the guy is like, can go on forever. Zlatan either. He's known Zlatan and played till 41. I can tell you that. Craig Forrest. Messi, he's no Zlatan. He's no Zlatan, yeah. Quote that. Not when it comes to age. Like in playing he can adapt his game, though, right? Yes, with Messi. I think we should... Sure. Can we all spare a thought for... He'll be a for, great for... midfielder who doesn't score goals in MLS. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Forrest, man. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think Messi's all... the best player who's ever played the game, but I, it's like, he's not now. He might be but you, look at him! Though. Look at him during the during the World Cup and how much was made about how much walking he was doing, but he was really just adapting his game and and evolving and finding those spaces in ways that he hadn't before. And, he had and Argentina still, behind him, though, not Miami. Still, Miami's not he, even good now. <laughs> how, well, how, how, many goals, Phil Neville? Score last year? how many goals did the the, the uh, who was the star striker in Miami last year? Uh, Higuain. 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 How many? He scored a whole pile of goals last year, didn't he? I think it was the year before because last year he was injured and he came on just strong towards the end of the year. Okay. Did he not? Yeah. But he scored quite a few goals over his time in MLS. And mm-hmm. Miami did nothing. Yeah. Well, you're surly today. Somewhere, probably in Salford, Phil Neville is crying today. He's, Al- he's yeah he's alternatively crying and then shouting yeah yeah okay maybe it's more Shaking of that. his fist yeah is it a shout cry you know the shout yeah. cry is right no no <laughs> yes that would be on brand yeah based on what i saw on the sidelines yeah he's definitely shout crying in the fetal position maybe he'll end up coaching in saudi arabia i doubt it <laughs> not, the, not quite the same draw no. as other guys. No. <laughs> We've got some big news. Not like just, you're all uh, sitting around the table there with all that money going, oh, what about Phil Neville? <laughs> yeah, what about Phil? What do you guys Actually, think? Yeah. That's the thing. That's the only thing Craig will get excited about. Phil Neville coaching in Saudi Arabia. He's, I got to get that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get to Saudi Arabia to see I Phil? played against him. It's great to see my contemporaries doing well for themselves. Yeah, that's the hottest ticket for Craig Forrest. Phil Neville in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also tonight is the Canadian Championship, of course, uh, on Fubo TV, fubotv.com slash footy prime. Sign up. It's a big one. Dubs, um, your Montreal. Are are they favorites for this? No, I I would say Vancouver, isn't it? I would say it's Vancouver. They're going for that repeat. They've, they've, they're, they're playing, they're playing well of late. They're sixth in, in the West. They're really good at BC plays. They're really good at home. 
Um, so yeah, I think Montreal are, are the underdogs, but they rested um, on the road six of their of the regular starters. So Hernan Lasada has talked about how important silverware is for them. This is their, really their only chance at it. So they're going to throw everything they have at, at Vancouver. I think if they want to have success, they have to exploit the flanks. They've, they've got to get in the cross. They've got to get Laster. They've got to get Herrera involved. And they've got to get those late runners in the box, like your Schwaniers. But they've also just got to get numbers in there. And, uh, and they've got to clog up that midfield because Vancouver's midfield is, is elite. They have uh, great players in the middle of the park there. And that Champions League berth is big, obviously, too, eh? Yeah. And actually, they another rebrand with the CCL. Now they're the CCC. Mm-hmm. So you might think it's like 80s hockey going up against <laughs> that, old red, that red army. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it 27 teams across the region qualify? Um, five rounds, 22 teams starting in the first round, five teams who are the winners of MLS, Liga MX, the League's Cup, the Central American Cup, and the Caribbean Cup, will receive first-round buys and begin play in the round of 16. This was starting next year, right, I believe? Mm-hmm. I think the Canadian Premier League, uh, Jimmy, I think that there's two bursts from there. So if you mm-hmm. win the season and the playoffs, then it's the second-place team in regular season would get that berth. So that's good. Good for Canadian teams. It's great, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. you want these teams playing against top, in particular, ML, well, Liga MX competition, right? Do you think, Aggie Jimmy, let me ask you this. Do you think, say, 10 years from now, is Liga MX going to merge with MLS or will it be separate and just have these these expanded tournaments? No, it'll be separate. They won't yeah. come together. Yeah. Do you think they see how that League's Cup goes this summer? Like, I'm looking forward mm. to seeing how that, how that goes. Because that's, that's a pretty big gamble, I think, on MLS's part. You could be shown up. You could be shown up against teams that are in their preseason looking to get into form, and you're meant to be kind of running on all cylinders at that point, but you pause your league for a month. It's weird, isn't it? It's really disjointed this season. But again, it goes back to the almighty dollar. Let's crank out some more fixtures. Let's get some more games on MLS season pass. But you see how it plays out, I think, right? Throw Gold Cup in there as well. Yeah. it's, It's odd. But I mm-hmm. guess they're kind of finding their way, I suppose. But uh, I don't know. MLS is growing. They can afford Leo Messi now, right? So uh, imagine yep. that, Craig, seeing Leo Messi in, in, in the CONCACAF Champions Cup final. Woo! Exciting. <laughs> what? No. Is he moving to LA? Because LA might. <laughs> he won't be into Miami, huh? <laughs> no, he's not being an enter Miami. All right, everyone. Um, I got to run. Uh, Dubs, thanks for joining us on Wednesday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for moving stuff around. We didn't even uh, talk about though Van- well Jimmy's take on that in the Canadian Championship game, but also on Vancouver rebranding their Montreal smoke meat sandwich, the Vancouver smoke meat sandwich. That's some bullshit, oh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off I love, with that. I love pettiness. It's great. <laughs> love it. <laughs> but it looked like shit did you guys see the picture i was like that's not like a montreal shit. it's not a montreal uh, smoke meat so i don't think they care because uh the white caps were selling um their beer at 50 percent before kickoff so every beer is 50 percent off so is it really okay yeah like you know we were talking about beer prices being all out of whack at these matches mm-hmm. well white caps in vancouver and bc 
are doing it properly if you're selling beer at half price. By the way, Go I think you can get face. better. What's that, Craig? Go get shit face. Yeah. I think you can get better Montreal smoked meat sandwiches in Toronto than Montreal. Oof. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I was there recently and I went to, I won't name the, the place, <laughs> a very famous Montreal smoked meat. Sandwich. Why would you not name it? Because I'm not going to do that to them. I don't Schwartz's? know. Schwartz's? I'm not saying yeah. who it was, but I was <laughs> underwhelmed. Mm. Underwhelmed. I was like, for the what it cost? It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Where's the rest of it? So it was so, the yeah. quantity or the quality? I would say the quantity. It was also a little bit dry, to be honest with you. Oh, I, think I think you have to. I have to think you have to consider both for this thing. I think for smoked meat, it has to be an adequate size. You need to be mm-hmm. full. And I have had small smoked meat on small rye bread, yeah. and it hasn't hit the spot. I agree with Sharms. Quantity yeah. is a big deal. But that's enough about yumming. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go. Oh, well, I'm, I'm in, <laughs> one is pointing towards the private uh, chat because I forget things. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned Fubo TV already. Oh, when I stood up to, when I went to go oh, to the bathroom real quick, I I, I don't know where you went. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for telling us where you went. Oh, no. um, how, how was the movement? Um, yeah, oh, listen, summer schedule on fubotv.com slash footy prime. You know, there's lots of games coming up. Nations League, Gold Cup, of course. Um, Jimmy Brennan, Jimmy Brennan, nonstop CPL. Jimmy Brennan TV. So make sure you, you sign up. Just because the European season's ended doesn't mean the football season has ended. All right, we're back on Friday. We'll get you set for what's going to be a rather large weekend in the Champions League. It's the final. Man City up against Inter Milan. And uh, we'll, we'll check back on what happened in the Canadian Champions... Canadian... What the hell is it called? Championship? Canadian championship. That's the one. Jesus, yeah. right? my brain just stopped there. Hashtag mini stroke. Another one. Thanks, Sharp. Now you're all fucked. (laughs) All right, until then, cheers for listening and uh, keep buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.